Let's sing that together. First one. I must tell Jesus all of my trials. I cannot bear. Welcome to the service. Great to see everybody. I, man, I'm thankful for Zoom. Sister Eleanor, good to see you. I think that's the first time I've been able to see you on there. Welcome, everybody. Brother John, good to see you, Jonathan. Thanks for putting your camera on. God bless you. <laughs> Amen. Welcome to the house of the Lord tonight, here, there, and everywhere. Amen. Amen. In these weeks, it sure is nice just to let our air out and sit in his presence through these different weeks we're going through. I know they're not easy. We're at Christmas time, it's Christmas season, and we're going to take every advantage of it. We're going to sing Christmas songs that we don't get to sing throughout the year. I looked through some of the words, we're going to sing Hark the Herald first up, because these are incredible lyrics that were written by Charles Wesley, I believe, and the different ones that helped, I believe even uh, uh, Whitfield even uh, had contributed in some way, but these are incredible words. These aren't Christmas songs, these are songs of the of that the righteous should sing all through the year. Amen. So we're going to sing these songs. You can stand up. These are these are anthem songs. You can sit, but sing like an anthem if you're sitting too. All right, we'll sing verse 1 and we'll move forward from there. Hark the herald angels sing Glory to the newborn King Peace on earth and mercy mild God and sin is reconciled
come, desire of nature's come, fixing us that humble home. Arise, the woman's offering seed, perusing us the serpent's head. Oh, Adam's likeness. incredible words bruise in us the serpent's head adam's likeness now we face that's to remove away remove the image of the first adam and stamp the second adam in its place my what inspired words these are words of 1800s and so now we're going to go right into this next verse with all the power and all the might of your voice that it can muster and let's sing a verse that our brother mark aho wrote himself and we're going to sing that now this day that was wrote as a carol back in the 1800s 2020 we're going to sing this as a carol this christmas time amen let's sing it here we go waken on drink sleeping saints rise up all ye weak and faint oh this is now the final age god has turned another Oh, heed the tidings, heed the praise. This is thy returning King. Ancient scroll is now unsealed. Son of man is now revealed. Heed the tidings, heed the praise. This is thy returning King. Ancient scroll. What a verse that we can sing in this age. Hark the angels cried. Hark the herald angels sing then. My, we could sing it now. Hark the herald angels sing. Christ the newborn king is coming one more time in our day. Glory. Love it. Amen. That's what we have to sing about Christmas. We're going to go there. We're going to go, oh, holy night. Amen. Oh, holy night. Songs that we don't get to sing too often. These are incredible words that men of old have penned down. And we're going to sing this night so sweetly. We'll sing verse 1 and verse 2. Sing it with me here. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Oh, and long lay the world in sin.
evermore proclaimed. These are verses they can sing Christmas carols. They can sing all they want with all the different songs, but this is a Christmas carol to sing. Christ is the Lord. Evermore proclaim. Amen. Amen. Let's just sing as we're going to go to prayer. I don't have any prayer requests, but wait, let's just sing sweetly now in our homes. Oh, come, let us adore him. Amen. Let's just sing that sweetly. Oh, come. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. songwriter penned down lord what a state he must have been in as he said oh come let us adore him let us worship him let us lay at thy feet and give you all the glory and all the honor and the praise for lord the angels lord they came and they sang lord and they said glory to god in the highest peace and goodwill toward all men for lord you are coming down and wrapping yourself in a little bundle of flesh And Lord, the shepherds that you came and sang to, they came in all humility before a little manger. Lord Jesus, how can we not lift our hands and say glory to the newborn king? 
Peace on earth and mercy mild. God in heaven. Reconciled, Lord, to man, Lord. You brought us, Lord, back to your kingdom. As Brother Tim had been preaching these last few services. Rejoicing in the Lamb. For you came and you claimed the book. That, Lord, now you can in turn from a lamb, now become a lion and return as king of kings and lord of lords. We glorify you tonight, Lord. May, Lord, your servant come. We don't have prayer requests, Lord, written before us. But, Lord, we are needy. We're living in a needy time. Lord, when our hearts are burdened. Lord, we have great strife in the land. But, Lord, we can come before a great God. A Jehovah Jireh that can provide all our needs tonight. Lord, and every day going forward for you hold tomorrow in your hand. Lord, take Brother Murphy. Bring him to this, Lord, sacred desk as we would say. Lord, and may you anoint his words. Lord, may it have honey on it, Lord. May it come with strength and power. And may it comfort and heal and rejuvenate your people tonight, Lord. You know exactly our need. You know exactly, Lord, what's on our heart. So, Lord, you bring your word in due season tonight. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. 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 You have your seats. God bless you. Sister Anna, God bless you. Sister Fortune, Brother Michael, Brother Anthony, Sister Rosie, thank you. God bless you. And all the gray squares that I see there, I see your names. God bless you. Amen. We're going to sing one more song. Brother Murphy can come out and won't delay the, the evening much any longer. We'll let the word have its due way. We're going to sing, let your word be born in the manger of my heart. I look at all the lights and all the such outside and just wonder where the focus is. I want to make sure we focus exactly on what, what this is all about in this season. Amen. A tiny little simple stable. All beaten and worn. Amen. Let's sing that. Twas a tiny, simple stable. All beaten and worn. Oh, hardly a place for a king to be born. It into some place special. Dave. 
chance to be uh, back to the house of God again. I wish I uh, can have everybody can sitting here and uh, we can all worship together but uh, because of the rules and the things that we're not able to do it. But you know in God I only have the one rule that you are the children of God and you have the freedom to worship him. And no matter what the, the world has to give us the rule, no matter what the guidance that they have to do, but they cannot take the God that in our heart out of us. That has become a personal, that has become the most blessed thing that in my life, and I know that it has been in your life. Well, no matter what's the situation and the circumstances on the outside, but I know one thing, that God has no concept of space or time. He can meet every need. Uh, though you're in your room or in the living room or whatever that you are, whatever condition that you are, but God will meet your need. If we come with the expectation. So I just, um, uh, I said if we can just turn to the scripture. That's, uh, uh, thank you for the musicians and, uh, thank you and, uh, Brother Michael for leading the song and all the technicians that make this become a possible. And, uh, we just turn to, uh, the book of, um, uh, Joel chapter one. Book of Joel chapter one. Book of Joel chapter 1 verse, uh, let's read from a verse 1. The word of the Lord that came to Joel, the son of Pethuel. Hear this, ye old man, and give ear, all ye inhabitants of the land. Has this been in your days or even in the days of your fathers? Tell ye your children of it, and let your children tell their children and their children another generation. That which the palmer worm has left has the locust eaten. And that which the locust has left has the canker worm eaten. And that which the canker worm has left has the caterpillar eaten. Let's turn to uh, chapter 2. Just uh, uh, the same uh, book of Joel. Chapter 2 uh, verse 25. And I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and a palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. May the Lord bless this word. Let's just bow our head, have another prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to the secret moment to bring your word. No man is worthy can bring the word. But Lord, you're the only one that is worthy and to bring the word to your own children. I just pray, Lord, you would open up your word to each one of us. Lord, we live in a tremendous time, not just because of the, uh, the pandemic or the bruising guidance, but we know we're living in the time of the coming of the Lord. Let just become a soul. 
Lord, are so uh, permanent to us. They become so personal to us. When we saw all those things that happened, Lord, it just bring joy and that expectation in our hearts and know the coming of the Lord is at hand. So, Lord, we lift up our voice to worship you. We praise you. Lord, we lift up our heads to looking forward for your coming. Because, Lord, we know that, that it won't be long that we can see our Lord face to face. That it come on the sin and to take this as a bride away. Lord, by faith, we believe that. Lord, I know that while we're still on this earth, there is a need amongst the people. Lord, there is a physical need. Some people need a healing. Some people that need to meet to the Lord, to walk you with you closer. Lord, whatever need that is, Lord, you're the source that we can run into. You're the one that can meet at every need. I just pray, Lord, to just come on the scene, Lord. Draw nigh unto us. Lord, when we give ourselves and made ourselves available, open ourselves for you to speak to us. We just pray, Lord, you come on the scene, Lord. We thank you, Lord. I ask you to bless the word that we just read and use your word to bless your people and feed your own sheep. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. And I'm so thankful there's some people that's on the Zoom uh, uh, that I can see your face. Uh, uh, my, 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 I just um, make my heart so thrilled to see the, uh, each one of you. Just want to say, may the Lord uh, um, bless you as you um, make the extra effort and to uh, come to uh uh, to say amen to the word, maybe I cannot hear it. You know, this morning, uh, this morning I'll just um, uh, listen to um, uh, the, rest, uh, uh, the, the restoration of the uh, bright tree. And Brother Bram said, uh, he said when you say amen, it's just like it is this old dog frizz, and uh, he he just doesn't like a skunk. But uh, when he uh, pat him and said, "Sicken boy, sicken boy," and then uh, that dog just uh, go to uh, chase the skunk on the tray. And uh, he said, if you just say that, amen, he said, that means to me, uh, seek him, boy. So we're going to seek him, boy, tonight. So praise the Lord. And um, uh, I just want to uh, give it a title of the, uh, tonight's service. I will restore, uh, says the Lord. I will restore, says the Lord. You know, we come into it at the time. Uh, this is, uh, you know, the, the same like this is supposed to be... Um, like the Easter's message, when Brother Bram was talking about the restoration of the bright tray. But I don't think we need to wait for the Easter to come to that restoration, to wait for the restoration. This is the time for us to be restored. It seems like this is the most unlikely time for that. It seems like that's the most un, uh, assuming, uh, presuming time, assuming time that you have the restoration. But God doesn't have the concept of a time and a space. And no matter that the man have their time, they have their, uh, the circumstances, the situation, the season and things. But God can do things in any time, anywhere. If we have the right attitude toward Him. You know, Brother Bram has uh, said in the restoration of the bright tree, and he talking about uh, the four warms. Uh, that uh, they're the same warm, but it just come in a, a different uh, stage. And uh, he said that this little palm worm come around to take off the the fruit. He said, "I have uh, two pages of the fruit." He said, "I just want to raise some of it." And the first thing, the first fruit he took off 
was the brother they love. And so Brother Bram is talking about this, this foreign worms. Uh, they're, they're coming in the, uh, it was the same, same bug, but come in the different stage. You know, Satan, he always have, um, different form when he was to try to, uh, um, to uh, take away the, the people's, uh, the, uh, I would say the, the believers, the children of God, so their rights. And he would do all that he can and so to, to try to uh, chisel it away and chisel it away. You know, when Satan was to try to do something, a lot of time you find out he's not doing that just um, uh, all of a sudden. And the same cycle, like everything uh, that's uh, what you uh, uh, what you have, he just uh, took it out away. And many times when Satan was to try to do things, he was doing that a little by little and little by little. It's just like this uh, worm that he was talking about. And in this uh, palmer worm and canker worm and the, luca, uh, and the locust and uh, the caterpillar, they're not like a... Uh, seems like a big, huge uh, a bug. It, it was just like a, a little by little, and started taking away the lips, and started taking it away, just eating away uh, the, the fruits, and just uh, eating, uh, going to the, the bark, and to take the lifeline out, and to be as a the caterpillar as a lost, and to just uh, suck the life right out of the, the, the tree. You know, when Satan was doing something, then he was doing to the individual believer, and he's doing the, the, the same thing. He's not just um, all of a sudden just uh, make it a, a solid believer. All of a sudden just become unbeliever. No, it's taking a process. He was eating away a little by little. I remember it, I, I spoke that before. Wear and tear. That's what is the Satan does try to do. Just a little by little, little by little before you ever know it. And you'll find out where's my joy? Where's my peace? Where's all the things that that uh, Lord has made himself real to me? Where are all those things that was, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're saying, we look at it back. We said, Oh, all of a sudden. No, it's not all of a sudden. It just uh, chiseled away and the chiseled it away a little by little. And you find out that during this, um, uh, time, you know, I, uh, to be honest, I really don't want to uh, emphasize about uh, the COVID and the pandemic and things. Uh, that was just a form of it. That was just uh, the surface of it. But we want to look through that uh, to see what is the Satan he was to uh, try to do that in this time. And, uh, you know, sometimes you're thinking of as, uh, you know, uh, why, why, uh, you know, what we're, uh, uh, we've been taught, uh, we believe the message, we know the word of God is the truth. Why this has happened, uh, just, um, you know, the time, uh, months after months that uh, we've been locked down and the people that stayed at home and we thought that this is getting over and the summer this is over when the fall come and the end, uh, the winter come. It almost feels like a Bonnie Harry, like a prophet, almost like. And they can almost prophesy that said by the end of this year, you know, you got to have a second wave. And uh, the weather broadcast has never been so accurate. But it's a pandemic broadcast becomes so accurate. When they say something happened, it happened. It's just making me not, I just cannot believe it. it's not a Satan behind this whole thing. But to the world, that's what they're trying to do. But we're not interested about what Satan to do to the world because I know the world has a belongs to Satan. He do whatever he wants to do. But when Satan starts to creeping in, and to do to the believers, that's what we're concerned about. That's what we have to be war against. That's why we have to be a guardian sort of it, to guard what the God has to give it to us. So when we saw Brother Brandon was talking about the restoration of the divine tree, he's speaking about this worm. 
and started taking the fruit. And we'll find out that just in this last little while, I'll say how many fruits has been uh, eaten off from the tree. And uh, the brother of love has been eaten off. And then he said to the, the tray, uh, the, the fruits uh, of the joy, fruit of a peace, of a long suffering, the goodness, the meekness, uh, the fruit of faith, the fruit of uh, patience, and all of that in the Holy Spirit. I don't believe it is the pandemic is making us a fruit of that way. But it's the Satan just on the disguise of this and to try to go into the individual, try to go into the family, try to go into the young people, try to go into the adults and buy that and they start to go into our spiritual life just little by little and by little and they start to taking away the fruit out of the, our, uh, our people. And then when we saw that and uh, then uh, we, we're asked, is there an answer for that? When those things has happened, is there a, is the Lord has a no, uh, that's what this things uh, is going to happen. And I believe God knows even before the foundation of the world that what we're uh, going through. And He already provided a remedy that for every one of us. If we can just look into the Word, if we can just open ourselves up, not to just care too much about what is the news has said, not care about what is the world try to present it to us, but go to go before the Lord. This is the time that we need to God to become a personal God with us. This is the time that we need to God that become a draw nigh unto us. And I believe God in this time, especially when in this hour, He know what to dealing with us. He know is uh, how He can get into our personal life. How He can restore whatever it is about, whatever the Satan has been eaten away in this hour. So when Brother Bram talk about the fruit has been eaten, I was thinking about uh, in the just the last a little while how many how many fruits has been eaten that in our life. And then I was thinking about that. He's talking about uh, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the canker worms started, or the locusts, uh, started to eat out away the leaves. And he talked about the leaves is, uh, it's like in a fellowship. It's, uh, you know, the, the joy that you have, that word, the shade that you can, uh, get a uh, cool off. And, uh, but all of a sudden when the locusts come and he, uh, eat it away, all these leaves, just by and by, all the coolness is gone. And, the, 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 uh, uh, you know, during this time, you, you look at it, you go out, uh, you can see that the people get easily, get agitated. And uh, you're, uh, if you, you go to the warm, a Walmart or you go to Costco, and um, if you don't put on a mask on, and, uh, you know, the, the people just look at you like you're an oddball or you're, you're a monster or something. And uh, uh, if, you, if you dare to uh, make a cough, uh, they're probably going to call the police to, to arrest you right away. And the, and the, the people have become a really short of a, a temper that in this, uh, uh, during this uh, last little while. But you see, for the believer, it's, it can be the same thing. We're no different than all the rest of the people, physically speaking. We're just as a human as anybody else is as a human. What influences them is also influences us. 
what uh, they were under the rule. They've been uh, under the lockdown and the different things has happened. That we are under the same uh, influence of the Satan. There's uh, nothing different than what we're going through. But God promised us, He gave us an inner life inside of us, inside of us to keep us. That's what makes you and I is different from the people that are in the world. But you see, when the worm come, when the locusts start to come and start to take away the leaves, start to take away uh, the shade, and when the leaves is gone, yeah, and uh, uh, you might as well just get out of the tray because there's uh, no shade. And so the sun just start to, uh, uh, just, uh, just getting hot. And there's uh, no way for you to, uh, find it in the corners. And I'm thinking about it in the last little while. Going to church that used to be our privilege. Going to church, we, uh, probably doesn't even give a second thought. And, uh, I, I know that many times we preached about it. I remember Brother John was to preach the time after time said, this might be at our last service. This might be at our last time to get together. And then boom, and that happened. And I was thinking that before that, we're, we're hearing about it, but do we really pay attention to it? We hear that about it, but do, does that, does that really mean something to us? But when the things have to happen, and we find out all the privilege started being taken away. What you take it as a, we're, as a, take it as for the granted to come into the church every Wednesday, every Sunday morning, every Sunday night. We probably don't even give a thought. And we just get on again into the car and come to the church and to, the, to listen to the song later, to listen to Brother Ryan, to cross the border, to leading the song. It's just such a, such a easy, a common thing to us. But we expect that to be just going forever and ever. But then we realize it's not going forever and ever. And then you find out just like, just in a short time and all that we're thinking is a privilege. We're thinking it will be just common to us everyday life almost like. And all of a sudden those things is not here anymore. What is it, what is it doing? Satan takes that away from us. He takes the privilege of the believer. That you can go to the church. And you can enjoy the cool. You can enjoy the shade. You can have a fellowship. And he takes the fellowship away. How I wish I can shake some hands. How I wish I can shake hands with the senator. If I without a mask shake hands with the senator. I will become a criminal. They will send me to the police station. By doing that, they said, you're not carrying our old people. You try to kill them. That's what is the world has made that to be. But you see, all those things that we're thinking that will be common to us. But now all of those things has taken away. If I can just say that a locust has eaten away the shade. Has eaten away the leaves. Has eaten away what we have been so enjoyed all the, all the years that uh, what we consider to be our privilege as a believer to have. You find out all of those things start to just one by one by one and eating the way. And when those things was eating the way, you find out the people get affected by it. They get influenced by it. To some adults, maybe that doesn't mean too much to you. You're strong and you've been uh, 
uh, you've been having the Holy, uh, Holy Ghost. You've been uh, in the message for years and the years. And to some of the, uh, the older, uh, sort of the believers, they've been solid all this year. I think to some of them, they were, they were continually going on, no matter what happened. Before, I would say for many young people, it become a devastating. For some of the young couples, it may be become a devastating. The things that happen, we probably even don't think those things are going to affect us. But then you realize that when Satan starts to bring this along month after month, and uh, if, if this is a continue on, maybe in a year, maybe it was, uh, maybe the two years, I don't know. Maybe the next year it was a come again. All this wear and tear become a so impact the truth of the people. And the people, uh, when the people uh, have those things that are coming on them, you know, they're, they're, we start to lose the temper. The temperance starts to go. And then the patience starts to go. And then the faith, the fruit starts to go. And uh, you know, the leaves of the fellowship start to uh, just go. You cannot shake hands with people. You cannot even see the people's face. And I, I have a special the sympathy for the brothers and sisters in the United States across the border on the other side. They cannot come to the church and uh, they cannot meet to the believer. Probably even for themselves to meet each other. That would become a difficulty. And the Satan of just a time after time just make that become a more and more harder and impossible. And Brother Bramah said, he said the next thing want to eat on the fruit of faith. Faith in the word. You know what Satan was to try to do? He was just to do one by one by one. And the one fruit after another, the leaves gone, the fruits is gone. And then he said that in the, uh, in the same message, he talked about, he said that the caterpillar, he said he's a sucker. He sucks at the life, the spirit, the life. And then he will find out, and the brother Bramah said, he said now all the, Denominational caterpillars, he said, eaten up the whole thing. He said, notice, he said, each insect, each one of those insects, when he was working on the tree, he made a way for the other one was going to follow him. So when Satan was to try to take it away, he was just a little by little. He's doing it very systematically. And from their physical body and to your mental and to your psyche and going, try to go into your heart. Then it's just a time after time, a little by little, then they start to affect the believer. And, uh, you, Brother Branham said that the Bible said in the last days that they have a form of a godliness, but it would deny the power thereof, the life thereof. Why? He said that the caterpillar sucked it out. And when they eat away the fellowship, you cannot shake hands. You cannot come to the church. Then he was a eat away your fruits. Your fruits started. Your joy started to go. Your peace started going. Your patience started going. And your faith started to go. Just uh, uh, started to loosen. And all of those things. And then he started to affect your faith. And affect your walk with the Lord. And a little by little, and you find your lifeline start to going. He started to suck it away your life that is in the Lord. What, uh, how you, what you have uh, believed the Lord uh, for all these years, you, you find out a little by little, 
Just as the time goes by and the devil starts to make a hole little here. Can I start to make a hole there? And it start to bite off a little bit here. And before you know it, you become very weak. And before you ever know it, you'll find out your face starts to going down. And Brother Bram said he to get into the bark and board into the ridge and take the doctrine away from them. See the very thing that supports the life. He said as soon as he got holes aboard into that, he had a next fellow come along, the old sucker, the caterpillar. That took the denomination and sucked it up and organized it so you can get it. What is the Satan trying to do? He tried to go to the lifeline and start sucking the life right out of you. And you find out it's not so weird just to say, oh, I'm not going to be a believer anymore. I don't want to believe in a message anymore. You still be a believer, but you find out the life started sucking out of you. The joy of salvation started sucking out of you. And then you become a powerless. What you become, what you used to be, you come be uh, lifely. You can worship the Lord. There's an altar that you can come. And you can give your heart to the Lord. You can ask the pastor to pray for you. And all those things start to go on the way. Be eating out, be eating out. And that start to affect the people. When it affected the people, it's not that the believer said, I don't believe in the message anymore. But they become a powerless. It's not because they deny the power. It's because the power becomes so far-fetched. The power becomes so far away from them. They just cannot seemingly to get to the power. They believe for healing, but it seems like the healing doesn't come. And then they believe for the deliverance, but it seems like the deliverance seems it doesn't come. They used to can come before Come to the church, and some people that lay, let the let the brothers lay hands on them. But it seems like now you have to by yourself, just by believing the word and hearing the word, to get the healing. It's not somebody just lay hands on you anymore. It used to be you can go for the fellowship. You can go for somebody that uh, go to talk to you, and just the soft word can break the bone. It used to be they can just so you come into the church, enjoy the atmosphere, just in that atmosphere alone can suck you right into the presence of a God and your questions can be answered. But Satan eating that out away from you. That's not become available to you anymore. And it used to be that you can come to the believer's house. That you can sit down together. Can it easily just, just fellowship around the word. You can eat to the food. Can fellowship and can talk about the Lord. And then the joy just come. Just flooded all, all over you. But that can even take another way. And it used to be you can, young people, you can go to some of the older brothers. And some of the brothers, I'm not talking about at 70, 80 years old. I'm talking about the, the brothers that you used to, you've been fellowship with. The brothers of Ryan has a, such a heart for the young people. But now it becomes such a difficulty even to sit down and ice cream with them. And you can used to have a talk with Brother Michael and a different the young couples. and can get her some of the infor, not information, get a fellowship from them. Then you can be encouraged by them. You can be strengthened by their testimony. But now that become a far fetch. That become a far away from you. 
And some of you can go to the older people and then just sitting down them and listen to them talking about the Lord and listen to them talking about sometimes it doesn't have to be just constantly talking about the Lord. Sometimes we can just go to Brother Ken and just give me, just tell me it's a joke, Brother Ken. To tell me something that's funny, then all my pressure it just seems like a crumbling and nervous breakdown, and it just eases me up. But that has been eaten away. Satan has one by one, the little by little, has taken all the privilege away from you. What you consider to be that you can go to to draw strength from, then you cannot draw strength from them anymore. And then we're waiting, some probably we're waiting for the pastor to give us a call. We're waiting for maybe some supernaturally for Brother Ed and just pick up on the phone, put somebody's on the heart. 700 people. Each one is on his heart. Each one is on Brother Tom's heart. But how many phone calls they gotta make to reach to everybody? But you see, that privilege has been taken away. That bucks that palmer worm, that canker worm, that locust, that caterpillar has a little by little started eating away all the fruits, eating away the bark, the lifeline that we considered. I'm not saying this said to try to blame you. I'm just trying to say all of those things, Satan is come on a scene. Little by little, little by little has taken that out away from us. The fruits is gone. The fellowship is gone. The faith has been eaten up. The patience has been eaten up. It's like what Joe has said over here. Just all the palmer worm eat. And the left, the locusts had eaten. What the locusts had eaten, the canker worm is eaten. And what is the canker worm is left, and then the caterpillar they eaten. And before I know it, and that our spiritual walk with the Lord it become a stump. Fellowship's gone, faith is gone, joy is gone, peace is gone. And then patience is gone, burden of love, gone. The unity gone, this gone, that's gone. The bugs has been eating all those that away. What a sad sight. It seems like it's so pathetic that when you look at it as a tray, they used to be green, used to be joy. Used to be the love of the Lord. Used to be have a passion to the word. Used to be having a compassion to each other. Used to be having a brotherly kindness, brotherly love. But now you cannot even visit the family. Just look at it from the outside. It seems like everything, just what you consider and the, to be the privilege is all start to going. But God said, he said, I will restore. Thus says the Lord. Why? He said, I will restore. Because of the Bible in the book of Joel we just read. He said, I will restore to you the years that a locust has eaten. The canker worm and a caterpillar and a palmer worm. My great army, which I sent among you. If God never said that, He cannot say that word, I will restore. But because He said, I send that, I let you experience that trial. I let you go through that difficulty. I, I 
allow those worms to take it away. I allow them to take away your fellowship. I allow them to close the border that you cannot come. But when he said, I send those great army that are among you, then it's my responsibility. I have to restore. And what he said is not only just restore partially. He said, all the years they had eaten, he said, I will restore them all. I will restore your joy. I will restore your patience. I will restore your peace. I will restore your faith. I will restore your life. I will restore everything that they have taken away. Because I send them. God send those things that are among us. Take away what we believe to be that. Have a, a brother Tom just, brother Tom, you don't know what you, what you ever said to me just saying that the pastor, he said it just in the beginning, he said it seems like the crutch that we come into to the church, that it seems like that been, been knocked out of the way. That's exactly, that's what I'm going to talk about. That what used to be the crutch for us. That what used to be the things that we draw strength from. It's not a means that you will not draw strength from anymore. But you have to understand, season has changed. You have to understand, when winter comes, the life goes down to the root. The spring will come, but before the spring comes, the life must be pre- preserved inside of the roots. But he said, I will restore. When the season comes, all the fruits, leaves, and branches, everything has been eaten. God said, I will restore all of them. But before that happened, the life must go down to the roots. That's why when the Lord said, he said, I will restore, says the Lord, all the year that have been eaten. And said, those great army, I send it among you. But God said, I will restore. That great army has came, has eaten away all the things that we think will be so privileged to us. And I'm not saying that they're common to us, but it's our everyday life. Coming to church is our everyday life. To the, to sitting under the pew, to listening to the music play, and a tear ran down our eyes. That's a privilege that God had given to us. And to listening to the sound leader leading, and we enter into the worship. That's what God had given to us. But God said the season changed. It's not forever going to be that. I believe this will be temporary. Sooner or later, someday, we're going to be open. You're going to come back. But during this time, this is the season. This is the season that God wants the life to go down to the roots. It's when the season changed. It doesn't mean the life is gone. Let me see that again. When the season changed, it doesn't mean... The life has disappeared. It's just that the life has a change to the certain area go into the source of it. It's just that the life that used to be in the fellowship now going to the root. The life that used to, you come into the church, feel the presence of a God, now come down to the root. Because the season has a change. 
The life used to be you can draw from the brother, draw the strength. Now going to the root. And we're talking about that this is the time for the family to get together. To some, yes. But I'll say to some, I dare not to say many. But to some, some of the family get together and become a torture. To some family, get together. They never have that before. All of a sudden, they have to learn. They become a torture to them. How am I going to talk with my children, with my wife, 24 hours seeing them? You want them to get out and just, go, just do something. You know, just get disappear from me. I, I want to have some quiet time. To somebody, become a torture. There's no... Uh, Derogative. Is, anyway, you understand what I'm trying to say. Is that trying to say something sort of a negative? It's just a personality. Some people, their makeup is just that way. Some people, their makeup is just not a sociable people. And now they are forced to be sociable. Now they are forced to do things they've never done before. And let me say this. You're not to be Mended or commanded, you have to social. You're not that commanded, you have to change your personality. We're not to try to governing a Christian under a Christian government. You're, that's in the Christian crisis mystery of God. It's not try to reform you. It's not try to make the person always a solitary, all of a sudden become a, uh, become a social, socialary. It's not just something you have to, you have to change your personality. We're not going to the psychological realm. We're not trying to become a psyche doctor, trying to manage your problem. We're talking to you, season has changed. When a season has changed, when you cannot do that, it doesn't mean that you don't have a life. It doesn't mean that your family is crumbling. It doesn't mean that you're in a deep trouble. It just means the life has to change from one area, come to the deeper, deeper walk with the Lord. As the season has changed, the life, it seems like drop from the leaf, drop from all of that. When all of those go, it just shows the life has come down to its roots. And we start to going deeper than in this time. And to seeking for the Lord to come to answer our question. But the Lord, as I said, if, uh, if He has a send to the great army that are among us, then He will have to provide to the remedy and to answer all our question. And so when God has done that, He's not only just a restore partial, but he said, I will restore all of them. But before all of them can come, that life has to drop into the roots. Brother Bramah said, in the true vine and the false vine, he said, one took the baptism out, the other took the joy out. He said, another took the Holy Ghost out. And another took the healing out. And another one took gift out. And the first thing you know, 
you ain't got no more than a big old dead bleak, bleak bush standing there. But down under here somewhere, God reserved the life is coming on just the same. No matter what is the outside has been looked like so pathetic, but that life is always there. When you give your heart to the Lord before the altar, that will never be done away with. When you give your heart in the camp, Anthony, when you give it a heart to the Lord, the Lord has done something special to you in your life. It will never be done away with. It will, cannot be reversed. And what you have, the Lord has to make himself or become a personal to you. It cannot be the bomb of worm and canker worm and reverse it and then let the life be sucked out of it. The life just dropped from what you used to have down to the roots. It can never be done away with. And Brother Brahma said, as long as there's an earth here, God will have a church representing him. He said, I will restore, says to the Lord, all the glory of the former days. I will restore what a canker worm left. I will restore healing. I will restore the Holy Spirit. I will restore the joy. I will restore everything that the first church had. I will restore it again in the last days. And we are living here in the day when it is. Then it said that the Roman caterpillar started eating on that bride, a bread, bride tray, bride tray, and took it all the way to the roots, cut it all the way back, everything, cut a tree right off, like he did to Christ Jesus, the bridegroom, cut the bride right down, and start out in crazy denominations, same old bug, but what? Oh glory! But in its roots was it a predestinated seed. The royal seed of Abraham, it could not die. The word was in the roots with the promise, I will restore, says the Lord. What? All the years that the caterpillar cut off, all that the locusts eat him, all that all the rest of the bugs eat up, I will restore to the back, says the Lord. By the eating of those worms, it drives the life down to the root. And that root is the root of a David. That is a Jesus Christ himself. And physically speaking, he's uh, the root of David because he's coming from the genealogy. But spiritually speaking, he's the root of David, of not only David, but of all the prophets, of everyone. He's the root of all of us. And when the life has been driven down. It was going back to that where the roots laid. You said, I, it seems like I lost my faith. Faith never lost. Faith only go down to the roots. What you do have to have a faith to the man. What you used to have a faith to the church, to the pastor. Now the faith down into the roots. Down into Christ, Him alone. That faith never lost. You said, I lost my joy. It seems on the outside, all the joys has been eaten. But now, you never lost that joy. But God doesn't drive down that joy down to the root. Your joy is not just the YouTube give you the joy. 
It's not just a list of video give you the job. It's not TV channel, that subscription that give you the joy. Those things will not give you the joy. Satan just tried to distract you to those things. But your joy, God will drive that down, down to that root. He said, I am your joy. This word is your joy. The experience of the walk with me, that's your joy. The joy has never done, done away with. Because that joy is not a coming from the outside world. Do you remember when you first received the Lord? What a joy and a peace that a God has ascended into you. When God was dealing with you, what a repentance, the zealous of a repentance that's in your life. Do you know where they're coming from? They're coming from the word of God in this hour. In another words, they're coming from the roots of it. When you give your heart to the Lord, it's the roots that give you the joy. When you believe in the Lord, it's the roots that give you the peace. It's not the roots that give you the faith. It seems like when you first believe in the Lord, similar to nothing going to bother you. And you prayed, and you believe it, and something happened. Where are they coming from? They're coming from the roots. I remember when I first received the message. When the Lord met me, and uh, I gave my heart to the Lord. I was uh, praying for the Holy Spirit. I praying for God, make himself a reality to me. When he did come, make himself a reality to me. When the Holy Spirit had come into me, filled with me. I come into the hallways over here. Every brother I saw, I said, I got to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The Lord has filled me. I've been born again. What a joy that is. Where are they coming from? It's the roots. It's from that root spreading it out. But as the time goes by, and as the trees start to growing, you know, life starts to going to the different area. I still have a faith. I believe you still have the faith. Still have the joy. You still have the joy. But when the bugs start eating, when the trials start to coming, the difficulties start to come, all the darkness start to come, all those things start to affect in our life, you'll find out the leaves gone, the fruits is gone, the lifelines is gone. <coughs> and then the bugs start to go into the bark, and so they're eating away, eating it away, the lifeline, everything starts to go. But the root's still there. It cannot take that away from you. It's like in the book of Isaiah 6 and 13. He said, But yet in it shall be a tense, and it shall return, and it shall be eaten, as a tail tree and as an oak, whose substance is in them. When they cast their lips, so the holy seed shall be the substance thereof. When the tree and the leaves and everything was eaten away, but the Bible said the substance stills in them. And then it said that the holy seed shall be the substance. When the leaves start to go, when the joy start to go, when the, the darkness becomes just a gross darkness, darkness just become a darker. But remember, the substance still there. The roots still there. The holy seed, he is that root. 
He is the substance. No matter what devil is to try to do, but that roots, the life that is inside of you, you will be never done away with. Though the bugs can eat, though they come in a different form, but they cannot go down to the roots. All they can do is just eat away that the things that you haven't been relying on but actually, it's not what you're supposed to be relying on. Church is not what you're supposed to relying on. The minister is not what you're supposed to relying on. The certain brother, certain sister is not what you're supposed to relying on. Your mental concept of the message is not what you're supposed to relying on. Your knowledge, just on the mental knowledge about the message is not what you're supposed to relying on. All the props God has knocked out underneath from you. But that's for a purpose. He said that the life go down to the roots. Now is the time to take a hold of that life that in that root and start to growing up. He said, I will restore. But where are he going to restore? He's not going to restore the leaf. He's not going to restore the branch. He's not going to restore from the bark. But he will restore from the roots. That's the place that he will restore from. It's the life that, that brings the restoration. Just when that season comes. And then the life that in that root will be rising up. For the time of the last time, and he was a, he quoted the one scripture was really spoken to my heart. He said, "Anything that can be shaken, that will be shaken." And we can see that that anything can be shaken, it is has been shaken. But there's one thing cannot be shaken. Outside, all can be shaken. All the things that we're relying on could be shaken. But there's one thing cannot be shaken. That life cannot be shaken. When God gave us that life, He promised and He will make that life come back again. And it's not only just a partial but he will bring the double portion of it. Zechariah 9, 11. As for thee also, by the blood of thy covenant, I have sent forth thy prisoners out of the pit, wherein is no water. He said, by the blood of thy covenant. Where the rest of, where the life is, life is in the blood. When the life is go down to the root, it seems like out of outside is gone. But it come to that token life. It come to the life of Jesus Christ that in the personal, in not a person. But it's all, is the blood covenant. Then when a restoration come, they can only come when there is a blood. It's the blood of Jesus Christ will bring forth the restoration. It's the life that you have received. It's now inside of you. That will bring the restoration. And then Zechariah continues to say, Turn you to the stronghold. Ye prisoners of a hope. Even today, 
do I declare that I will render double unto thee. Then he said, turn you to the stronghold. This is the time. It's for us to turn to the stronghold. Christ, he is that stronghold. There's no other way that we can turn ourselves to. But only that stronghold that we can turn to. Then he said, ye prisoners of hope. You might thinking that I'm the prisoner. Been locking in, in, uh, been locking in the house and in the room. I cannot go out. I cannot come to the church. I cannot have, enjoy the fellowship. And it's like a prisoner. But God said through Zechariah, you are a prisoner of hope. It's not that we're hopeless. We are prisoner of hope. And God said, just turn you to the stronghold. When we turn to the stronghold, when we turn to that root, when the life of it is coming down, God said, I will render double portion unto thee. What is the world to try to do? It tried to bring you into the prisoner house. But God promised is that I will render not only just a restore portion, but a restore double portion to you. In the restoration of the bright tree, but Abraham said to return to the former owner or bring back to the former state of condition. He said we can enforce a claim to be restored. When that restoration comes, when God said, I will restore, says the Lord, all the year has been eaten out of the way. When God said, I'll restore, is that means we just don't do anything, just waiting there? Is that means we're just sitting down there, just waiting for God to move? No. We have a job to do. Let me tell a little story. Just try to ease you up a little bit. When I was a little kid, you know, my mom take me and, uh, uh, you know, get on a bus. I have to go, have to go to work. And because of that time, there's no daycare, no nothing. And uh, she has to go to work. And then I had to drop me off. Is that in the company there? Uh, let me play. And then uh, well, she was working because in China, and those uh, those days are still today the same thing. They all have to go to work. And she was uh, holding me on the bus. And uh, you don't want to get on a bus in China. It was just uh, like a pack of sardines that was uh, that's in the in the bus. If the bus can only hold about fifty people, they would pack in hundreds in there. You can hardly breathe. It suffocates you almost. And she was, uh, she was uh, in that bus and holding me up and uh, just get me uh, in there and everybody squishing and pushing and squeezing. And then my mom just uh, yelled out, screaming out, said, don't squeeze. I got a child. You're going to squish the child. And I was, uh, my mom holding me and she was uh, just saying, don't squish, don't squish. You're going to squish the child. And uh, this, I don't know, my mom told me later. And I was a, uh, my mom's holding me. I was looking at everybody. I said, don't you hear? She said, don't squish. Don't squish this child. You're going to kill this child. So I was shouting, screaming together with my mom. Let me bring a point over here. When God claim you, you have to claim the same thing. When God said, don't squish the child, you have to say, Satan, take your hands off of this property. Don't squeeze this child. If you push, I'm going to push back. Claim it has to be on both parties. 
claim. It cannot be just God claiming you. You have to claim Him too. When God said, you belong to me, then I tell Satan, I belong to God. If God said, by His stripes, I am healed, then I'll say to Satan, by His stripes, I am healed. If God said, I deliver you, then I will say, Lord, I am delivered. He said to return to the former owner, to bring back to the former owner, or bring back to the former state. He said, if a claim is made on something to make that restoration, you can enforce it to make it come back to its right place. He said, bring it back to the who really owns it. Who owns you? God himself owns me. It's God himself. He's that root. My life is not coming from what just anybody else or anything else. My life is coming from the root. Your life is coming from the root. That's where you can go back to. When there's nobody you can go to, you can go back to this one. When there's nowhere that you can go back to, you can come back to this root. That Christ himself is the life giver. He's the life source. And if Satan has robbed you of the privilege of being a son and daughter of God, he said that we have a right this morning by the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit to enforce the claim of a God, said, bring them back. Your children belongs to you. Your husband belongs to you. Your wife belongs to you. The joy, the peace, everything that God has promised, that all belongs to you. But you have to claim that back. You have to bring them back. God said, this is for you. Then you have to claim it as it said, give that back to me. If he has afflicted you and made you sick, we have a right before God to enforce the laws of God. By his stripes, we are healed. He said that there was a law in Christ. That law, it is in man. You can bury him to the deepest grave or the deepest sea. The law is a hell. There is a law of the Spirit of God that will raise him up again. What a promise that the Lord has given to us. If we can just hold it, just believe that this is coming from the roots. This is coming from the source. It's not just on the outside. It's not just a leaf. It's not just a branch. It's not just something that you can rely on. This is your life-giving source. It's that you are made and born and placed here in the body of a Christ. As sons and daughters of a God, we got a law. That's the law of the Holy Spirit. The only thing you know have to do is know how to let go and let God. That's all you need to know. How to let go and let God take control of you. Yield yourself to Him. Yield yourself to what is the Word has said about you. Brother Branham said, and it wasn't so from the beginning. I'm concluding here. Brother Branham said, the two omnipotence met. He said, that's true. When God and the believer meet, 
There is a two omnipotence. A man is a part of a God. He is a son of a God. In another word, you are omnipotent. Only Sister Tusi said that? Only Sister Anna? Yes, yeah, yeah, everyone. You're right. You are omnipotent. He said, uh, Brother Bram said, I was going to choke it, but I'm going to say it. Man is omnipotent. You don't believe that, but he is. A man fully surrendered to God is omnipotent. Whatsoever you say with that creative power of omnipotence of God, knowing that he's a promise in it, and he said it in his word, he creates a power that goes out yonder and brings things to pass. Things that is not, it makes them as though they are because the two omnipotent have met. God is omnipotent, but you are omnipotent too. It has to take a two omnipotent met. Then the miraculous happen. Then it said in the uncertain song, when he talked about Martha, he said when one omnipotence she had, she had a perfect omnipotent faith in Christ. And Christ was omnipotent. And then she said, you just speak the word. That's all you have to do. Whatever you ask God, God will give it to you. That's what the two powers, two omnipotent powers meet together. Let's think about his Martha. As we're closing here. But Abraham said that she got omnipotent faith to Christ. And when Lazarus was dead, and she believed Christ, that whatever he said, it will come to pass. Though she doesn't have a revelation yet, though she doesn't have a concept of what is the true resurrection is, but she believed whatever Christ has said, that it will come to pass. When Jesus said to her, said, your brother shall rise again. And she said, yes, I know. In the future, in the last day, that he will rise again. But Jesus doesn't want her just to put her faith into the future. Jesus wants her to put her faith in now. And then she said, then he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, Yes, shall live again. And whosoever liveth and believes in me shall never die. Believe thou this? She said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art a Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. Her revelation is, whatever that you said, it will come to pass. I believe it with all my heart. And that is the omnipotent faith. But look at Martha. If I can say, Martha is not a spiritual person. Martha is a person that always busy with his working. Martha is not as spiritual as Mary is. It's Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus Christ. And listen to his word. 
And the Jesus even rebuked Martha. You got too many things in your mind. It's like an our believer. We got too many things in our mind. We got too many things we have to do. We have to go to work. We have to go to pay the bill. We have to do this. We have to do that. We have a lot of things that we have to do. It's like a Martha. Martha is not as spiritual as a Mary is. But when the restoration comes, when it's come to a time of a resurrection, it's a Martha go to meet Jesus. It's not a Mary go to meet Jesus. Though Martha has a problem. Though Martha has a business. Though Martha has this to do. Though Martha has a mind full of other things. But when the resurrection comes, it's a Martha when to meet Jesus Christ. It's when the season of a restoration comes. It's a Martha when to meet Jesus Christ. There is a season to sitting at a Jesus' feet. There is a season that is sitting at a Jesus' feet to listen to what His Word has said. But there's also have a season when Jesus come, then Martha have to rise up and went and met Jesus. Though Mary is still sitting there without a moving, but Martha, she get up, she went to meet Jesus because she got a need. I need my brother to be resurrected. My brother has died. And put you in a situation. That my children has died. My husband has died. My wife has been died. Spiritually speaking. I'm in a dry, dry condition. It seems like the revival has gone. It seems that all the leaves has been eaten off. All the fruit has been gone. But Martha, the Lord says, when she heard Jesus coming, she got up and went to meet Jesus Christ. This is the time for us to get up and went to and go to to meet Jesus Christ. Because this is the time of a restoration. You don't have to wait for the Easter come for the restoration. This is the time you can be restored. As I said in the beginning, this may, this may be the most unassumingly that I have the restor- restoration. This maybe seems like unlikely to have the restoration to be done. Instead, oh, maybe for the next year, maybe for the next time, we come to the end of this of the year, that a new year is coming. I don't give it much of hope of what is the new year try to bring, but I give it a hope what is the God Himself can bring to us. Whatever the new year come, whatever the Christmas, whatever, what everybody else is doing, that doesn't matter to me. I'm only cared about when I heard Jesus come. This is a time of a restoration. Martha didn't wait Jesus to call her name. Jesus never said, so go send a person call Martha here. Martha never heard Jesus called her. Jesus never mentioned his name. Jesus never brimmed up her case. But Martha, when she heard Jesus coming, she rises up. She doesn't have to wait the minister to call up her name. And in order for her to rise up, to take a hold of the promise of God and to believe. Martha doesn't have to wait the church be reopened. Then she can feel the presence of the Lord. 
Martha doesn't have to wait the border to be reopened again so that she can cross and believe what Jesus has said. Martha doesn't have to do any of that. As soon as she heard Jesus coming, then she went to meet Jesus Christ. As for the bride of Jesus Christ, we don't have to wait until the circumstances to be likely that uh, uh, will be uh, make it available for you. Then you'll be restored. Now is the time that you can be restored. You don't have to look at a symptom that said, I can be healed. You know, you don't have to look at what a doctor has said, said, I can be healed. You can be healed right now at this moment. You said, I need to come back to the church that I can feel the presence. You don't need to. You can be sitting in your room, in your sofa, that you can be healed right now at this moment. You don't have to wait until everybody, hurrah, amen. And then you can feel the presence, that you can feel the atmosphere, right? You don't have to do that. Martha just heard Jesus is coming. Martha said, I'm going to meet him. I got a need. My brother died. And I had a need. I had an urgent need. And he didn't come when I first called him. And the second time when I called him, he didn't come. I'm not going to wait here until he come to me. I'm not going to wait here until he call my name. I'm going to meet Jesus. That's what the bride, Martha has done. That's what the bride of Jesus Christ need to be done in this hour. But the Bible said that God gave a Palestine to the Israel, but they had to fight for every inch of the ground they got. The promise is yours, but you have to fight for every inch you claim. The devil will see to that. Certainly he will. But notice when they were ready to break the legs of our Lord Jesus Christ. If that hammer would have struck the leg and broke it, God would have been fine false. God has so, so careful about his word. Not even one bone that in Jesus Christ can be broken. The flesh can be torn apart. The blood can spurt it out. But the bone cannot be broken. Because the word of God has said that bone, not one bone, can has, has to be broken. If God so careful about one bone shall not be broken, how much God will care about you? Will care about your situation? The scripture said every son that come to God must be tried. Chastised, approved. Satan will make you prove every inch of the ground that you claim. He certainly will. So sometimes God lets those things happen. He said he won out. He's talking about Abraham. The kingdom of Sodom was brought back. His brother was brought back. And the children was brought back. He said Mount Kessah, the kingdom of Salem, the kingdom of Jerusalem, kingdom of peace. Brought forth the bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High. Blessed be Abraham and of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. The Spirit of a God is in Abraham, of a Christ that had brought back his fallen brother. 
Then restored him back to his rightful condition. To all that he has lost. God gave us an authority. We don't have a power. But he gave us authority that we can claim everything that God has a promise to do with us. I'm coming here tonight with a burden in my heart. Actually, this is the only service that I'm eagerly, I want to come here to preach. Never in my life I have this. But I pray to the Lord. I say, Lord, this is the time for restoration. This is the time, seemingly, is the most impossible time to that things has happened. But I know there's a need in this body. I know there's a people that need healing that in this body. I know there's the people that in this body that need deliverance. I know there's a backslider that need to get back to the roots of it again. I know there's a wife praying for their husband. I know there's a husband praying for their wife. I know there's a parents praying for their children. This is the time that should be restored. Did you hear the voice of Brother Murphy? No. Martha doesn't heard her name be called. Martha doesn't heard her case to be mentioned. But Martha has a need. I have a need. You have a need. We can bring that before the Lord. No matter what leave has gone. No matter what your situation is. No matter how much joy you have you have been eaten away. No matter what the pathetic situation that you are in right now. At this moment. But that God said, I will restore the sales of the Lord. All the years has been taken away. I will restore to you. Martha doesn't need to hear any specific feeling of it. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to know one thing. Jesus is coming. He doesn't need to hear one word. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. I am the life. And to me, the message of this hour is to Christ manifest in the flesh of it again in this hour. It's the bleeding, bloody word that's still speaking to us the better things than anything else. If we can just claim it, if we just believe it, whoever has a need, some in the Zoom, most of them are not in there. I cannot even see your face. But I put it down over in my nose. I said, Lord, I want our brothers and sisters to be restored. Lord, I want the arthritis to be healed. I know there are people being tortured by it. I'm specifically to mention those demons' name here. There are people being tortured by the arthritis. Month after month, year after the year. This is the time of a restoration. I need a brother Tom to lay hands on me. You don't need that. You need to believe the word of God has said. I need to come back to the church. You don't need to come back to the church. You need to kneel down right at your sofa, right at your chair. Said so Satan, get out of here. I want to see my pastor's strength be restored. He's been carried a word. He's been carried a burden of the people. 
He's been carried in a vision all this year. And now the Satan is trying to deprive his strength. You said he's 86 years old and he should be happy. I believe my pastor is happy. But the word of God also said, as yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength is now. There is a promise of a God laid into the Bible that I can claim together with my pastor that will bring back his strength. I claim the total healing of a brother Tom. I claim the total healing that for a brother Tom. For the skin to bear back to normal. For everything to get back to normal. I claim the total healing for Susarina. I claim the total healing that it takes out a diabetes, a demon, and the lettuce to disappear. I claim the healing for Brother Ron Spencer. We've been prayed day after day, months after months. This is the time for restoration. I claim the restoration of the depressed, depressed child, or whatever the fifth, second uh, medical name that you can give it to. But this is the time for the restoration. It doesn't have to hear the name. It doesn't have to hear that I mentioned the case. Or whoever that is, you're not in the screen that are looking at the service. This is the time you can be restored. This impossible situation that it can be restored. The marriage life can be restored. The husband's can be restored. The wife can be restored. And the children can be restored. Let a musician come. The harvest is past. The summer is ended. And we are not saved. Book of Jeremiah 8, 20. For the hurt of the daughter of my people... Am I hurt? I'm a black. Astonishment has taken hold on me. Is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? That's a question. But I believe a God provided an answer. He said, I will restore, says the Lord, all the palmer worm, locust, canker worm, and a caterpillar has been eaten. He said, I will restore all back to you. I believe it. And I know there are people that they are believing that too. This is the time to declare war to Satan. He's been declaring war to us for all the time. 
And now we're declaring war to him. This is not a time for peace. The time for peace in the book of Isaiah says, you shall beat the sword into the plowshare. You shall beat the, the pro, the pro, proning hooks into, uh, the spirit into proning hooks. But that's in the millennium. That's in the, the time of the peace that that will do that. But this is the time of a war. In Joel, in the same book of Joel, chapter 3, 9, it said, proclaim me this among the Gentiles. Prepare war. Wake up the mighty man. Let all the men of war draw near. Draw near. Let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords. And your pruning hooks into spears. That a weak sea I am strong. I believe we have the word of a God. Has been given us another promise. That uh, that's why we declare the war to Satan. That he must turn loose that is the grip to our children. He must turn loose to our brothers and our sisters. The healing is uh, belongs to the children of God. That's the bread of the Jesus, of the bride of Jesus Christ. The deliverance that belongs to us. I don't care what the Satan has said. If this is the promise of a God, I believe it. And I believe that the people that sit in your room, you can get what you asked for. Then why don't you rise up together, even that is a moment. Let's stand and receive what is the word of a God has said. Let's declare the war to Satan. Satan, you cannot torture my sister anymore. You cannot torture my brother anymore. This is the time to declare the war and to declare the victory that is in Jesus Christ. That is a power ahead. Lord, even that is a moment. Lord, we declare that you are the victorious one. Whatever your promise has a promised that in the word of a God, Lord, every promise belongs to us. Lord, we know the heart disease has to go. The arthritis, it has to go. The torture of Satan by fear, it has to leave. Lord, the cancer, it has to go. Lord, the kidney problem, it has to go. Whatever that a problem that in the body, it must leave. Because of this is the time of a restoration. Martha doesn't have to wait till the border open. Martha doesn't have to wait the church to open. Well, as soon as they heard Jesus coming, that she went to meet God. Oh God, we hear you're coming. We hear your word has been restored. This is the day that a Malachi 4 has to turn our faith that back to the fathers. That's what we believe, Lord. And that's what we declare that it's already done. It's not about us. It's not about our words. But Lord, it's by your word, which you have promised. We believe every word is the true. It's the yea and an amen. Lord, I just pray. Let my brothers, let my sisters, 
and it will rise up, and not only in our feet, but it rise up in our faith to take a hold of the promise of a God. They doesn't have to wait till their case be mentioned. They don't have to wait until the minister lay hands on them. They don't have to wait until the ministers, the brothers, or the caller and the number and to speak to them. This is the moment that if they take a hold of that, Lord, you will come on the scene. Lord, you will bring your promise come to pass. Oh God, we believe you, Lord. We can claim it because the price has already been paid. The blood of Jesus Christ has been shed. Lord, I just pray that tonight be a work that is accomplished. Lord, I pray that tonight be the right mark day that, Lord, you come on the scene and meet every need of your children. Father, we give you thanks. We give you the glory. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. And amen. Can we sing a song, I Claim the Blood? Yeah. I wonder if Brother Michael, you can help me too. Just worship him. You know, it doesn't take the emotion, though there is an emotion follows. It doesn't take the feeling, though there is a feeling fall. But it takes the faith, take a hold of the promise of a God, and to believe in what he said. Just as that simple. Then stay true to it. Don't waver. Don't take it back. Don't retreat. Every promise of a God is true and amen. Brother Michael, you go. I claim the blood Jesus shed on Calvary Oh, those precious blood stains They were made there just for me
She doesn't need a lot of a know-how. She doesn't need a clear, that it give her a clear understanding about what a theology is, what a message of that hour it is. She only know one thing. You are the son of God. You are the Christ. Whatever that you said, it will come to pass. That's her faith. That's her simple faith. It just takes that sinful faith for you and for anybody else that who claim that we are the believer of this message. I don't need a whole lot of theology. You don't have to know a whole lot of theology. You just need to know one thing. This Christ, through this message, had become your Savior. He become a personal to you. He saves you. He delivers you. He healed you before. 
that he can heal you now. What he done before, he will do that again. I don't know how. I don't know when. But he will do that again, Margaret. He will do that again, Brother Gindo. Everybody, whatever that you can claim, he will do that again. That's our faith, Lane. Faith doesn't need everything. It has to be so positive. Faith doesn't need that to be. You hear the thunder from the heaven. Faith just believe whatever the word of a God has said. I believe a God is going to move. This is the most unassumingly time to move, but this is the time for the restoration to come. Let us believe with all our heart. Don't wait for the wind. Don't wait for the thunder. Don't wait for the situation get right. Don't wait for the symptom getting better. Don't wait somebody try to comfort you. You got a root that you can go to. He drive that life down to that root. You can come back to the source, and he will find out he's right there waiting for you. Then the restoration is come up right from there. May the Lord bless every one of you. That you can stay in His atmosphere as long as you want, and think deeply, and believe wholeheartedly that what the Lord is is going to do. He spoke, and He will meet every need. Let us sing another song that the blood will never lose its power before we dismiss.
how we thank you, Lord. Your blood will never lose its power, Lord. All the blessings is laid in by the blood. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Lord, I just pray you, you go with us each one of our dear brothers and sisters. Lord, although we cannot see their face, but Lord, you never be too far from them. Lord, even if you are the person who got to them before, you're still the person who got to them now. Lord, I just pray you, Lord, that you meet every people's need. Lord, that you speak deeply to the people's heart. Father, we dedicate ourselves to you again. Lord, I just pray you draw nigh each day in this special time. This is the time that was so dark, Lord. This is the time and there's so many things that have happened. But Lord, this is also the time that you drive down the life down to the root. That we find out it's not that us is there. It's not just our ability to holding us. But Lord, we know there is a holy seed there. There is a substance. There is a life of a Christ that is down in there. Though the fruits, though the leaves has been eaten away, but Lord, that the life still there. Father, we thank you, Lord. I just pray you that it take this word with your people and speak it continually that when, they, when we dismiss, you continually speak them to them even tonight and the rest of the week until we meet again and behind the camera and the minister to speak it again. But Lord, I just pray during this time, Lord, it is Christmas time that the people in the world that are called it, but Lord, we call it a time that we get together with you. This is the time that we get together, assemble with our God and a fellowship with you so that we can see you face to face and that meet at our everyone's need. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Praise be to God. And may the Lord bless every one of you. And until we meet it again, uh, I just wonder if we can just sing uh, uh, another song just before we go. Or as we dismiss, uh, dismiss, blessed be the name of uh, my rock. I said we declare the war to Satan. And when we declare the war, we mean it. And not only we mean declare the war, we also mean we are the victorious one. Because of Jesus Christ, he has paid all the price. And that's the saying that together you're dispensed. Blessed be the name of my rock. Oh, who trains my hands for war. Who causes me to walk in his overcoming power.